the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now, here is your host, Steve Teal. Steve Teal right here with Very Bold Radio and Podcast and a great update on the Peanut Butter Bowl Tonight, of course, is Peanut Butter Bowl number five, Churchill Chargers and Clark Cougars. I'm excited. I'll be out there uh, waiting to see if you guys each one bring one. Remember, that's what we're talking about. But today we also want to celebrate because a lot of people have stepped up and some amazing donations are coming in. Later, we're going to do another segment with Greg Sherman. He um, helped us get almost 500 jars on his own. I'll tell you about that later. That's exciting. But some headlines today we're going to cover. An elementary school their big haul. I want to talk to you about that. Amazing. New Braunfels is coming up huge too. Stay tuned for that. And if you tuned in last week and heard about the Mike Spears Brandeis touchdown challenge, I just will give you a spoiler. It was accepted by Johnson. We've got details coming up. Plus national brand peanut butters. That has something to do with what Greg Sherman did. Jumping on board. We've got interviews and other segments coming up with uh, Skippy and Jif. That's going to be awesome. Plus some late breaking news. It's crazy. Even last night, 1130, Greg, I'm getting donations that are coming in. But remember, the key is each one bring one. So if you're like, ah, I didn't get to H-E-B, I didn't get to Target, I mean, try to get there just to bring one out of unity. And also, I want to give a big thanks to Ernesto, and he's running our TV production and multi-cameras, but I don't know if you can get on camera for a second. Just because I want to say, gracias, thank you so much. We were on Spanish radio yesterday morning uh, talking about, if you got a microphone, you can hop on if you want. Sorry, I should have probably told you ahead. He's doing literally 30,000 things right now. He's landing planes at the airport. He's an air traffic controller as well um but i will uh if you can't do that because you got too much going on right yeah. okay <laughs> see <laughs> we did we did spanish radio and he was just amazing you know there was a certain point where i heard the word loco come up repeatedly i don't know if you were talking about me at that point or not but that's okay <laughs> no he was he was awesome and i just really appreciate it. he does such a great job he's running sound he's running video and he's incredible and he's setting up interviews so that we can get the word out on peanut butter bowls we continue hopefully to expand so i want to go through some of these things just to update you the elementary school big hall that i mentioned yesterday 715 and i know he's putting the graphic up so you see the results i was at one of the coolest peanut butter bowl traditions that has emerged from year one the roan forest elementary school pep rally 
where Johnson Jaguar football players come and they speak and they inspire kids. Uh, I had to leave early for our Spanish radio, and I heard they did a great job talking about leadership. They have spirit squads, cheerleaders, the whole the dance team. They have a drum line. They have the mascot come. It's just amazing. And Roan Forest is a school that just steps up and shines bright. And then their students bring peanut butter. So uh, just to let Greg, our guest who's coming up later, know, each year they've brought, I think the first year they brought about 500. Last year they came close to 700. Uh, there's one other year in there. They're about 650, 600. This year they set the goal at 750. And as you see on the screen, they collected 1,140 jars. And I know there's still more coming in. So just big thanks to Roan Forest. And uh, I'm excited. Next week we'll be able to announce we have another school, Canyon Ridge, that has come on board. They're starting for the first year, so we're not expecting a thousand. We would be very happy with fifty. We'll be happy with whatever the students bring. But they've got that Chick Fil A classroom challenge coming up to see which class brings the most. And I'll know more about that tomorrow. I'll be over there at Canyon Ridge handing out some Chick Fil A cards from Kelly Stewart in Chick Fil A Stone Ridge. So you want one? <laughs> I'll hold on for one. I'll ask Kelly for you. <laughs> All right, New Braunfels. You are coming up huge. Let me tell you what the story is for you unicorns. Um, I don't know. I'll be there Friday night. That's plan A, that I'll be there Friday night. We're trying to spread our volunteers out. We got several people from my church in New Braunfels, River City, our pastor, his wife, Jason, Natalie. Natalie actually has recruited our volunteers. Thank you so much, Natalie. And I am hoping that New Braunfels, each one, bring one. Your peanut butter is going to SOS Food Bank right there in New Braunfels. And then we'll have uh, we'll have some people from Snack Pack for Kids at the Alamo Heights Gate, uh, so that that uh, peanut butter will go back to uh, Snack Pack for Kids. But New Braunfels, I want to focus on this. I don't know if each one of you are going to bring one or not. I don't know if you're going to show up with fifty. Hey, we'll take it. Uh, I don't know if you're going to show up with five hundred as a community. If you showed up with a thousand, I mean that would be incredible. But it takes you guys all bringing one. But I do want to say this, because I've been inspired by Mike Spears. He's the one who um, gave 1,500 jars just to get this thing going and is giving more and is collecting more. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I wanted somebody in New Braunfels, but I've only been there a year. So I I don't really know know anybody except for from our church. Uh, Robert Dorstein and his wife, Heather, I know his their son, Max, very well played basketball with him, been schooled by him. But uh, Robert and Heather, their website and their business is robtheiraguide.com, financial services. They're great, great people. So I called on them, and I didn't get to talk to them until, I mean, just a couple of days ago, right? So there's no chance that they're going to be able to collect peanut butter or get anything going. Wrong. (laughs) Robert and Heather, they made it happen. They put out the call. I don't know who their people are. I don't know if it's clients. I don't know if it's friends, if it's all that together. But they kind of put out an email, let people know. And I'm not even sure yet. When I get to interview them, I'll know if they put out kind of a matching challenge or what. I'm not sure. But in just two days, this is ridiculous. They've got pledged $1,500, which covers 750 jars of peanut butter. So that is incredible. Robert and Heather, thank you so much. Uh, again, Rob, the IRA guy.com financial services. Greg over here is just salivating because he's looking for sponsors. So he's just like taking 
taking notes over here. We'll talk about Greg in a little bit here. Uh, so last week on the Very Bold Radio and Podcast, did you hear about the Mike Spears Brandeis Touchdown Challenge? I love this. He's the one, like I said, he gave 1,500 jars already, but that wasn't enough. He loves to inspire other people to give as well. So he pledged 100 jars of peanut butter for each Brandeis Touchdown this Friday night. Brandeis is pretty loaded, you know. You know that. Uh, They are strong. Now, um, he put out the challenge, though. It wasn't just for him. He thought maybe somebody in the Johnson Jaguar community would also do that, not for the Brandeis Broncos, but for the Jaguars, of course. Now, Coach Riddiman, boy, when he puts the word out just like he did to get coaches involved in this peanut butter bowl, remember that? Within two hours, all seven of them said, we're in. So I texted him yesterday. He uh, He put out some text or something, I don't know, and he got an answer before you could say, sorry about this Coach Meyer and Coach Ricker, they're the defensive coordinators at Brandeis and Johnson, and the challenge is accepted. The challenge is accepted. He got a text and passed it along to me. I think Ernesto's going to put that up there. I want to mention Chris and Kristen Branvick of Bridgehead IT. Bridgehead IT. So the question we've been asking all along is, will you feed hungry children and, you know, you can ask questions, you can, you can do what you want, but sometimes you just say yes. And that is what they said. They just said yes. And yes, uh, Chris and Kristen, I caught, I caught on huddle your son's uh, 54-yard TD run in the scrimmage versus Steele. So I don't know if he's going to get loose for 54 yards against Brandeis or not. But obviously, it's, it's a weird deal because I'm friends with those defensive coaches so I'm sorry, guys, but we want more peanut butter. So remember that game with uh, Hunter Riddiman a few years ago when it was like 120 to 107, like arena football? It was crazy. I would not mind that. It really was like 64 to 58. Uh, it was. It was. My, I can't remember if you were around for that or not. But uh, anyway, we want lots of touchdowns. Uh, we don't want a lot of field goals because we're pledging 100 jars for every touchdown. So I want to thank Chris and Kristen Brandvik again, just to stepping up just like that, saying yes. And thanks, uh, Coach Riddiman. You can look them up at bridgehead-it.com bridgehead-it.com. I don't remember if I got that up or not. All right, just a few more words about Mike Spears. Ernesto, I don't know if you can go back to him or not. I'm making him dance. It looks like he's playing the piano as he's uh, controlling all this. You're doing a great job as always. I'm doing it so fast. Have you made any mistakes yet? I mean, no. Yeah, you think so? (laughs) So just a few more words about Mike Spears. Uh, Remember, some of the context is he is in Houston. And um, but he is best friends with Coach David Branscombe at Brandeis, and so from Houston, he's donating and supporting San Antonio those fifteen hundred jars. Let me tell you about Mike Spears and his touchdown challenges and much more. He is a one man wrecking crew. As I was getting texts from him at eleven thirty last night about more donations that are coming in because of him, uh, that's what I thought. He's a one man wrecking crew, and then I just thought, man, you know what he's doing? He is wrecking hunger. For these kids. And uh, I think we might use that next year. We're going to wreck hunger, I think, maybe. So because of Mike Spears of Lee and Associates uh, Houston, uh, Joseph Schutze, right here in San Antonio, Pax Financial, he donated 100 jars. Great guy. Love talking with him. Thank you so much, Joseph. That is a big deal. Um, Hunter Rightway of Riverway Title. This is, again, because of uh, Mike Spears, 100 jars. 100 jars from Jeff Rinkov, I probably just butchered his name. I'm sorry, Mike. 
Jeff Rinkov, the CEO of Lee and Associates Corporate out in Los Angeles. Now we got Houston people giving. Now we got people in Chicago he's got lined up. We got people in Los Angeles. This is incredible. We also got 50 because of Mike Spears from Tony Barrera. So I'm trying, I'm, I'm adding all these up. And it looks like we're going to have another announcement maybe next week from Compassionate Lead, the charity arm of Lee & Associates in Houston. And they're looking to give like 250 jars, maybe more. So we'll wait and see that. So let's wreck some hunger. All right. How about this? We And we've got to go in a minute because I want to talk to uh, Jennifer Nolander of uh, Skippy Peanut Butter. So real quick, I'll just say this. And then please stay tuned. And we'll, we'll talk to Greg Sherman in just a little bit. I want to talk about national brands of peanut butter that have come on board. And again, Skippy is because of Greg Sherman sitting right over here. Uh, We'll talk about how that happened and we'll talk about it with Jennifer right after this. But just suffice it to say, they're giving 240 jars up from up in Minnesota and Greg Sherman made that happen. And also we're going to talk to uh, Shakita Gresham of GIF right here in San Antonio. Well, they're based on the East Coast, Smuckers, but uh, God just did a total God thing to, to make that happen. Really cool. And they are donating 120 right now, but they've given insurance. Look, moving forward, we're going to give more than that. So it'll be interesting, a little competition between Skippy and Jif to see who comes out ahead, but it's incredible. So that's it for now. I want to get her on the phone in just a second. So God bless you guys. I know there's a lot of stories I don't know about yet. You can list them on the Facebook. You can email me, steve at peanutbutterbowl.com. But you guys are doing an amazing job collecting peanut butter to feed hungry kids in San Antonio and hungry people out there at New Braunfels. So God bless you. Thanks a lot. We'll be right back. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast and the Peanut Butter Bowl. I'm having a fantastic day, and I'll tell you a couple of reasons why, and then I want to bring on uh, – this is one of the main reasons, actually, so we should go ahead and say hi to Jennifer Nolander. How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, my gosh. You you can be on just any time you want. Here's the reason <laughs> why. She is with Skippy um, or uh, – parent company Hormel, but we as the peanut butter bowl are very focused on the Skippy and how delicious, delicious it is because Jennifer, tell our people, and I know it's up on the screen, but tell our people what you guys up in Minnesota have decided to donate down here in San Antonio. Well, we heard about your peanut butter bowl a few, a few weeks ago, and we certainly wanted to support um, getting peanut butter out there to as many people as possible. And so we've donated, I believe it's um, 15 cases of peanut butter to your cause, and we're happy we're happy to support the Peanut Butter Bowl in any way we can. Well, I, and I've got some good news for you and for our people. The last I heard, this is so cool. So you are donating 20 cases. Oh, and perfect. That was, yes, this is what is amazing, <laughs> and I, I love this. I love the healthy competition, um, and my next guest, Greg Sherman, was the one who, who got in contact with you guys, and I did not even know Greg. He was just reaching out to make this happen, and then he connected us. And uh, when I talked and uh, talked to your uh, right-hand woman, Lynn, uh, about 
what you guys are doing and how big and how gracious and what it means to us down here in San Antonio. A couple things happened, but uh, one was I said, now, just by the way, just just so you know, Jif is giving 10 cases as well. And so I don't know if you want to give another case, you know, just to be a little bit more than Jif. And so she said, oh, we'll, we'll do 15. <laughs> and then I got an email. I can't remember if it was from you or her the next day. I think it was her the next day saying, just, just so you know, we, we're upping it to 20 because uh, we do not want to be, no, we're not going to be beat by the those other guys didn't say the name of the company or anything. I love that. And uh, this this healthy kind of competition. So that's 240 jars of peanut butter coming from Skippy. Uh, Jennifer, I mean, that is amazing. This is what I want to say, though. I, and I'm sorry, you're on the phone, but I'm doing all the chatting. I'm sorry. You're like, I'll, I'll come back in three minutes when you're done. No, Steve. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I'm holding up some Skippy peanut butter right now. So I do a multitude of things with my ministry and also at, uh, at, at my church, River City, New Braunfels. At our staff meeting, I was saying, hey, I'm waiting for a call from Skippy, Skippy peanut butter. They might donate. And so I had around a staff of about six, seven people, two people just come out of their chairs about how great Skippy is. I mean, it was like emotional. It was like, oh, that is the best peanut butter ever. And so I, based off of that, I, I'm not even kidding. I wish they were here. Based off of that, I went out and got a couple of uh, jars of Skippy. And then I was talking to Lynn. Tell me what a Skippy burger is. Do you guys have Skippy burgers up there? Or is Lynn just playing with me? Is she messing with no, my mind? No, she's, she's absolutely telling you the truth. So here in Austin, Minnesota, which is the, the home of Hormel Foods, um, we have to have skiddy peanut butter burgers on um, nearly every restaurant I love it. menu. Obviously, we're the home of, we're the spam capital of the world as well. But Whoa. You'll find, oh, I didn't yeah, know you'll that. Find spam products as well as uh, skiddy peanut butter burgers on, on a lot of our local menus. And I'd encourage you to try it. It's actually quite delicious. Now, peanut I'm butter can go with anything. Peanut butter can go with anything. All right, now let me ask you first, and then I'll tell you. Maybe I have tried it since uh, discovering how amazing <laughs> Skippy is. Um, have you had a Skippy burger? I have. I have. Like, and were you just trying it, or is this something that every once in a while you're just like, I need a Skippy hamburger? What's uh, I? I was just trying it at the time, but um, yeah, it's okay. become a household favorite in our in our home. Okay, all right. So tell me what a Skippy hamburger is supposed to look like. Are you supposed to put any of the other stuff on it, or is it just a plain burger with Skippy? I need to know because I want to get this right. I would encourage just a hamburger patty, maybe some um, black label bacon. Ah. And then a little bit of Skippy peanut butter on top. That's how I like it. Okay. All right. So, Jennifer of Skippy slash Hormel, who we love. We are just loving down here in San Antonio right now. I went out and I got a burger, a plain burger from a local burger place. It's delicious. Brought it home right away. And, and I got bacon. I did get bacon on it because Lynn told me to do that. And then <laughs> I put peanut butter on it, and it was delicious. It was very good. Well, so good. yeah, so I'm not I'm not done. I don't think I just tried it once. I think I'm going back for more. So, um, but down here in San Antonio, and for very bold in the peanut butter bowl, we just want to say thank you guys so much. It really means a lot to all of us, and uh, man, we just appreciate it. So I, I don't know if you guys are going to continue to help us out. 
Um, but it sounds like that's just kind of what you guys do. You want to help us feed hungry people, it sounds like. Absolutely. Um, hunger, nobody should go hungry. And right. um, anywhere that we can help um, sort of spread some of the, the joy that goes along with the Skippy Peanut Butter brand, we're absolutely happy to do so. It, it isn't about competition between peanut butter brands at all. Of right, um, right. We can all we can all have a little bit of a laugh at that, but we would encourage we would encourage as many folks who have the ability to give peanut butter to your organization to do to do absolutely as much as they can because at the end of the day, it's not about the brand, but it's about the good work that you guys are all doing. Oh man, I really appreciate that a lot, Jennifer. And um, yeah, we're really focusing on because I, I love this. I love that Skippy and you guys you would do this. You would just you know, uh, bless us and bless our hungry children down here. But we're really trying to emphasize to our communities too, like don't just sit back and wait for Skippy to do it. Be inspired by Skippy that they're doing it. And then you at least each one bring one to the games and they begin tonight. So hopefully we have a lot more peanut butter rolling in. But uh, it's just a huge, huge blessing to us to have you guys on board. And down here in San Antonio, we have fifteen to 20,000 children that don't know if they're going to eat on the weekends at all. And um, I, I tried it last year knowing that a lot of these kids are not eating from Friday after school lunch until Monday school breakfast. So I, I actually fasted during that time. And it, it can be done, but for a child, it should not be done. Uh, that's not a choice they have. I had that choice, but they don't have a choice. So that's what we're trying to do is end weekend hunger here. And Skippy and Hormel, we thank you all for being a part of this. Oh, you, you all probably don't say y'all a bunch, right? You don't hear that too much, Jennifer? <laughs> I, think, I think we tend to say you betcha. You betcha. Um, <laughs> no, you guys do. You do amazing work, and we are absolutely happy to help in any way that we can. All right. So if next year I, I ask you guys uh, to give even maybe a little bit more, am I going to hear you betcha? You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Hey, Facebook Live. Jennifer, if you could just stay on the line real quick. Uh, Facebook Live, that's Skippy. If you haven't tried Skippy lately, you need to. It is amazing. And isn't that awesome that all the way up in Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota I, I'm getting it. Uh, all the way up in Minnesota, the other Austin, they would uh, bless us in this way. It's awesome. But you guys bring your peanut butter. We're going to be right back after this break. But again, that is Jennifer Nolander with Skippy. Steve Teal, we are back celebrating Peanut Butter Bowl Week and Peanut Butter Bowl 5 tonight with the Churchill Chargers taking on the Clark Cougars at Fair Stadium, 7 p.m. We are also celebrating people that are donating and making a difference. And we are asking you, each one bring one. That would just be incredible. But we're also celebrating that people like Shakita Gresham of GIF is on the line with me. So let's welcome Shakita. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being on. And thank you for caring about kids in our community. Um, GIF is a part of Smucker's. And I want to tell uh, the people of San Antonio in and around here and the people in Houston that care about this and the people in L.A. that care about this, uh, we are grateful that you guys just almost immediately offered uh, 120 jars of peanut butter. Tell us the story of how this happened, because I think it's kind of cool. I was telling someone that God's hand was all in this, um, so he gets all the glory for it. Um, so I participate in my local PTA in one of the few roles that's kind of tailor-made for moms who work outside of the home like myself, and that's Eat for a Cause. So I coordinate our spirit night. 
Mm. And so the first restaurant that we were planning to um, host a, a spirit night was with Chick-fil-A. And yeah. that's coming up on, on September 24th. And so I was in with Chick-fil-A. You know, I had to come in and sign, you know, Wait the a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, I want to make sure I got that right because I want to come out yeah. on that <laughs> night. All right, September 24th. Okay, all right. Sorry, you're in oh. there. Go ahead, Chiquita. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I just want to uh, – any excuse I have to go to Chick-fil-A, I'm down. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, Every uh, time. Keep going. Keep going. All right. So the marketing uh, manager who you're aware of, Kelly, yes. and I we were sitting down. We were talking about, you know, the, the upcoming spirit night. And she mentioned that she had just spoken with the, our principal, Principal Bailey at Tuscany Heights, about uh, the peanut butter bowl. And so my ears perked up naturally because, yeah. you know, I work for Smucker and just the peanut butter bowl. Like, well, my kids are going to, you know, blow that out of the water because I work for Jif. And so wow. it was just one of those God moments, I think, where, you know, I was in the right place in this particular role that's tailor-made for moms like myself and just happened to be there on that Friday with Kelly to sign some paperwork. And and um, and then the rest is history. Now I'm here talking to you about uh, that donation because right after that I went back to my office and I said, hey, what can we do? I know it's kind of short notice, yeah. but I wish I could do more. Um, and, and, you know, whenever there's another peanut butter bowl, just know that, you know, you, got, you guys have someone right here in your community that look forward to uh, being able to contribute in that way. Well, that's really exciting. First of all, that kind of inspires me to throw one next next week. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're going to do it next year. We're going to keep going with opening weekend. Yeah. But uh, when we got to talk yesterday, that's not your conference call, I hope. <laughs> I hope they're not. No, it's just letting me know it's in 15 minutes. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, but, yeah, when we talked yesterday briefly, it sounded like you guys are probably going to be on board, um, which is going to be a huge blessing to us. And we are just so grateful for Jif. And I'm, I'm just grateful for your heart, you know, off off camera and before we started recording, just you expressing that you, you care about these kids in this community. You want to talk about that for a minute before we let you go? Sure. You know, and I'll, I'll share with you, Steve, you know, there was a couple of points in my life where I was a child that didn't know where my next meal was coming oh. from or, um, you know, not being able to have that food security. So it's, it's something that I'm very passionate about. Wow. Um, I, I had an opportunity to talk with the COO of, of HEB back in the summer, and we were talking about, you know, what can we do to help our community thrive? And, and we were talking about teacher salary and all these things. And I told him, I said, you know, Increasing teacher salary is great. I love teachers. I'm on the PTA. They're some of my favorite people. But if kids are hungry, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how much you're paying your teachers. They will not be able to focus. So food insecurity is something that's just, you know, whenever I have anyone's ear that I think could make a difference, it's something that I'm talking about. So, again, that's why I said this is a God moment because, you know, putting me in the the place to be able to – participate in this way. I've only been with Smuckers for three months, but yeah. I've been in this industry for 19 years. So I'm just very passionate about this particular uh, cause. And then any cause that, uh, especially here in the San Antonio community, I, I love this community. Uh, you know, my children born and raised here. I'm originally yeah. from Georgia, but whatever we can do to help and, um, you know, just contribute in this way, you know, you guys will have my commitment to be able to do that. Any type of, um, you know, yeah. community activism when it comes to food security is something that I'm passionate about. And that, I'm in the right industry to right. to be able to oh be a blessing gosh. in that way. Yeah, and you are being a blessing. That's incredible, Shakita. And um, 
man, that just that blows me away. And it's interesting because I did not experience food insecurity. And so even a year ago when we were talking about Snack Pack for Kids here in San Antonio, the charity that is receiving this peanut butter, um, they are all about that, all about ending weekend hunger and that food insecurity. So last year I, I fasted for three days just to try to experience what it was like. And of course, I I had the choice. I could have stopped at any moment. Mm -hmm. I was using that time to pray. So I had God's strength. I was praying for those kids. And at the end of the time, I mean, of course, I was hungry, but I, I realized, well, I could do this. I would, but, but no child should ever have to do this. I mean, that was my choice, but no child should ever have to go without food. And when I talk about like what Snack Pack talks about, that kids on Fridays, they get anxious and they get stressed because they don't know what they're going to eat for the weekends and they come back tired on Monday. So how can they focus? When I talk about it, it's one thing, but you're talking about that from some personal experience, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was a couple of instances over my life uh, being in high school. Number one, I had the opportunity to work in fast food. So yeah. whenever I worked, I was eating or right. when I went to college and, you know, I was very blessed to have a scholarship that took care of most of my, you know, my tuition and my books and my room and board, but food was kind of left to me. Yeah. And so there wow. were, you know, moments where I had a roommate to bring food from the, uh, from the door or from the uh, food hall. Yeah. Um, you know, so just had having blessings around me, I, I truly believe my angels were surrounding me during some of those times. And, and so what you guys are doing is so important because, you know, you are thinking about those children and those uh, kids who don't have, uh, don't know the security of where that next meal is coming from. And, and being in that situation, I know what that feels like. And, you know, wow. I've been very blessed over, like I said, working in this industry and I've been uh, very successful. You know, I've right. uh, managed some of America's most iconic brands. But like I said, I've only been with Smuckers for three months. But prior yeah. to that, I was with Ocean Spray, uh, you know, worked for Kraft Foods, Nabisco. I sold Oreo, Chips oh. Ahoy, like all of these great, iconic yeah. American. American brand. Um, and so I don't know, it's, it's kind of interesting the way that my life has turned out where, you know, that was something that I, you know, struggled with as a child and a young adult to the point now where I actually sell food for right, a living right. to regional grocers here in Texas. So, you know, like I said, it's, it's all, you know, my steps have definitely been ordered. I can attest to that. Oh man, that is amazing. Well, this was definitely, I mean, this was a God thing. And I'm so glad you were open to it. Um, and I'm so glad Kelly Stewart, God uses in those ways to open doors. Um, and we just really appreciate it. So, Jif, and is it Smuckers or Smucker? I'm a little confused. Oh, it, it, it's, it's actually Smucker. So <laughs> it's interesting. Smucker is oh. a you know, Fortune 500 company. Right. And that name, you know, the jingle uh, with a name like Smucker, but we're we're a very great organization. We're yeah. fifth generation led by uh, our CEO is Mark Smucker. So yeah, oh. it is Smucker minus the S. All right, all right. Well, I learned something new every day. But what I really appreciate learning was some of your story and some of your passion for um, kids that have this food insecurity and your generosity and gifts mm -hmm. um, and Smucker for helping us to feed these hungry kids. So Shakita, um, thank you so much. What a blessing you are. And we just really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me on, Steve. Anytime you want to have me back, I'd be Good. more than happy to come back and, and talk with you more about it. All right. That's awesome. We're going to have you in studio next time, right? Yep, that's right. All right. right. Awesome. Well, Facebook Live, that is uh, Shakita with uh, Jif and Smucker and 
isn't that just amazing what she's doing? And I, I just love that Jif has come on board as well, and it's going to be exciting to grow with them uh, also. So thank you so much, Shakita, and uh, God bless you. God bless you too. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Facebook Live. Um, we're going to be right back with Greg Sherman. I want you to meet him. Uh, he's done something great too with uh, what we have with Skippy. So I'm going to take my GIF jar off for a second because he's really helped us out in a big way. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Greg Sherman. Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast and the Peanut Butter Bowl. And uh, I want to tell you about our guest, Greg Sherman. So welcome to the show, first of all, Greg. I appreciate it. I get to see you, and I get to see the uh, that that picture of you. That reminds me of my old days playing video games back in the early '90s, and I still I've, I halfway am expecting to hear the uh, Nintendo or the, the the Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that, that's the third Super Mario Brother. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I actually had that done because I mean I wanted it done like a old school video game. So I mean I'm I'm older than you by a good little chunk. So I grew up on games, you know, like uh, Activision, way before the Activision the kids know today. So yeah, you have Mario, you have Luigi, and then you have <laughs> then you have Steve. He's, he was the ninth racer in Mario Go Karts. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, I want to tell you why I got this funny man on here. Uh, it's really cool. He does a lot in high school, college, and has done a lot in professional sports as well, which is really cool. That would be reason enough to have him on. But actually, the reason we have him on today is because of peanut butter. And uh, if you heard my interview earlier with Jennifer Nolander of Skippy and Hormel way up there in Minnesota, um, that happened not indirectly, that happened exactly because of Greg Sherman. So I want, we got 240 jars coming because this man um, on his own just reached out to him. So I want to hear about how that happened. You you reached out to me and said, what? All I, right, I wish I wish there was a grand story. I wish I could tell you that it was one of those stories where it was a damsel in distress or something like that. No, it was just simply, I mean, I've known about the peanut butter for several years. Obviously, it started with Johnson and Brandeis. Right. It's going its fourth year. I do some stuff with them, do cover most of the high schools around the area, not just in football. Obviously, we know football in Texas is king, but cover the rest and just don't really get a chance to cover the Johnson-Brandeis game, specifically the opening yeah. week of the of the season, but saw that it expanded out and been wanting to try to reach out for a while and had heard about the peanut butter bowl. I know it's been kind of growing. It's kind of been our little thing here in San Antonio, which great job being able to build it up and making it uh, statewide. I'm sure there's uh, plenty of people out there that would probably like to hear more about it. I mean, peanut butter, I assume is pretty shelf stable. And in this heat, you need something that's going to be shelf stable. No, it's just trial and error and uh, happened to just run into somebody who I, who I had been able to make a contact with up at Hormel, who's the parent company of Skippy, among other brands. And, of course, they're located in Austin. That would be Austin, Minnesota. And <laughs> I didn't even know how many jars they were they were going to donate and been trying to work on building up sponsors and advertising for what I do because I've kind of been making the transition out of television, the grind of TVs, networks, because that's uh, – that's an industry that's that's not exactly what it w- used to be, and so just kind of brought yeah. it up with them, and uh, and uh, glad to have been able to help you all out, and hopefully they'll be able to do some more. That's a huge help, and uh, that was really cool because we set up a meeting, and you were like, you know, I, I can probably help with Peanut Butter Bowl, but, you know, I like to talk about it or whatever, and uh, so we, we tried to set up a meeting. You're like, well, I'm actually going to be out of town for 10 days or something or a week, whatever it was, and so then I wasn't sure we had a meeting 
meeting set up and everything, but I was like, well, he's on vacation. Who knows if he's coming back or not? And uh, so unbeknownst to me during your vacation, you were reaching out. You were checking with some national companies. I didn't I didn't ask you. You didn't say, yeah, I think I'll just go ahead and reach out on my own. You just did that on your own, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I'm just glad to be able to help. Yeah, well, it's a huge help, and like I said, it's – it's pretty neat when someone's just sort of self-directive. Like, how can I help? Uh, you don't always ask for permission. Sometimes you just do it. And, and I'll that's just what take this as my finder's fee. Then. Yeah, exactly. You know what's? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll get you your own Skippy because I had opened this up to use for my Skippy burger. So my Skippy hamburger. So you don't want this one, but I'll get you one. You, you don't want a Skippy hamburger? We went to Chili's. I had a burger. I'll, I'll just take peanut butter with me next time. I'm sure there's. I'm sure somewhere Emerald. <laughs> I'm sure Emerald Lagasse somewhere is probably wondering what a Skippy burger is, but that's that's for another that's for another time down the road. But obviously, it's always the uh, you get to this time of the year, it's always kind of the start of optimism, new school year, new high school athletic year. You, you're you're only a few weeks away from the end of the uh, the thermal heat ridge, which is parked over Texas. So right. you kind of always, it's 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 almost like playing old Lang Syne, but instead of uh, in, but instead instead of having it New Year's, I mean, it really is kind of a New Year. It is. It is. Well, let's talk because I do want to tell our our people, our, our listeners on the podcast and Facebook uh, live. I won't. I won't name all the different companies you've worked for, but you've done a lot. I mean, you have worked in professional sports. You've worked um, sports reporting, videographer, sports director, radio play by play, assistant. You know, SID, marketing, social media, sports reporter, anchor, producer. You've done you've done a lot. That's just one half. And besides that, you went to the University of Oklahoma. That's always good, in my opinion. I don't want to hear anything bad. Hey, just stop. A, hey, back when I back <laughs> when I uh, was in West Texas for many years, there was a friend of mine, uh, Mick Stevens. He was a longtime superintendent. He, after he retired, he kind of bounced around, being in interim in different places. And he always said he asked me where I went to school, and he said, and I told him where I went. He said. No, no, no! You got to call it UT Norman. <laughs> and then there was somebody, right. then there was somebody else who was making fun of Oklahoma. And it's hard to said, imagine that. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. He said this was when I was out in out in West Texas again. Yeah. My first story assignment. This was a news story. He, the person that said, "Where are you from?" I said, "I just came from Oklahoma." And he said in an accent, and I won't use the accent. He said the only two good things to come out of Oklahoma are I thirty five and I forty. <laughs> so I, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, "You're wrong, sir. You're wrong. You forgot about I forty four goes into Wichita Falls." That was guy never said another word he was speechless that's funny that's really funny all right hey you uh you do a lot with high school sports and so i figure you know a lot more about some of the different teams i get to follow so far now i'm going to be following the teams that are part of peanut butter bowl i mean i'm gonna tonight at clark and churchill after we collect our peanut butter my plan is to go in and watch these guys i got to interview them and and i'm cheering for both teams uh and i'm excited to see some good football Um, but i'm curious what your um, your take is on the season with optimism and everything. What do you think is kind of – I know you can't predict what's going to happen in San Antonio high school football, but what are you watching for? What are you looking for? Well, you you, you don't – I don't like predicting games, wins, losses, because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Plus, I try to stay neutral, but I'm more of an analyst where you look at 6A, for example. Yeah. Well, over the years, 6A, it's been very easy to figure out, and that is all roads go through West Lake and Lake Travis. Yeah. And then when I was working for a company last year, I put out my playoff preview, and in the biggest, boldest letters I could find, I put in uh, story key number one, would somebody please beat West Lake or Lake Travis? Now, I'm good friends with Todd Dodgers, the AD football coach at West Lake. He still plays Phil Collins' music when he warms up. That's why I love him so much. <laughs> 
Uh, Hank Carter's a great guy out of Lake Travis, but that's really what it comes <laughs> down to is in 6A football, yeah. when somebody's got to beat Lake Travis and Westlake, it's, it, there's not a lot of depth in Region 4, and that's really where where you have to beat them. Westlake has not lost a playoff game in football to a San Antonio school in 11 years. Lake 11 Tra- years. Lake Travis. Oh, that two- hurts me. Lake Travis was 2004 the last time they lost. Now, in, in football. Now, those schools were in Region 2 for several years because right. they're right on the border, but it kind of shows you where all roads are. You look at 5A Division 2, which is your Alma Heights, mm. that's uh, Tyvee, that's Bernie Champion, uh, among other schools. All roads go through Corpus Christi Cal Allen with Phil Danner, who was the all-time winningest coach in Texas high school football, but he has never won a state championship. And then yeah. you look at some of the smaller levels, you look at 4A, I think it's Division One. you have Liberty Hill, which has really grown up with some of the population growth that's been going in the Austin area. You look at even the, the smaller classifications, You just, Refurio has been up there for a while, oh, along, yeah. along with Mason. Usually it's been one of those two out of Division One. Last year, Division Two and 2A, Fall City got to the state semifinals. They ran into Mart, who won the state championship, and Mart was a team that could probably have beaten a lot of 4A schools. Mart could probably have beaten the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm not, I'm not making <laughs> that up just on how how strong Mart is because they blew wow. out and embarrassed the defending state champions in the playoffs last year. They beat them like sixty to nothing, and My that's goodness. not a. So it's it's really comes down to where you look at the teams. You can say, well, this team here is good, this team is not. But the analyst role is really great because you already know if you want to be able to get to the state semi. If yeah. it, it used to be, if you want to get to the win the state championship, you got to beat somebody out of Dallas. Now it's you got to beat somebody out of Houston to get to Dallas. Right. Well, to get to Houston, you got to beat somebody out of the San Antonio. Wagner dropped to 5A last year, 5A Division <sighs> One. They went all the way to the state semifinals, but they didn't have a lot of teams in the area that, that they – they blew out a lot of teams. They played Judson early in the year, which is always the uh, that that's always the rivalry game, which right. they'll keep. Veterans Memorial had, did a good job in their first year, but they they dominated in the final three quarters. Then they went through the playoffs, and there's not a lot of depth in this region. And people okay. ask me how do teams get better, and th- the one thing that teams have to do is they have to schedule up. I was talking to a couple of coaches, see them at uh, coaches' picks for the officials during the off season. Was out at practice with one team this week and just to ask him point blank I said when the realignment opens up in 2020 are you going to schedule up because it's great to see Reagan and Steele play each other those are great teams but I want to see the Reagans and the Steels and other teams that are able to do it in different classes schedule up and be able to play those tougher opponents because you may not be able to beat a Katie or a Lake Travis or a West Lake in in non-district play you might get blown out by them but you're better off getting blown out by one of those teams, assuming you don't get anybody injured, versus going out and blowing out an opponent that really doesn't make you any better. And there are people, some of those coaches, I should say, are seeing that, hey, we've got to start scheduling up. Northside has been kind of cramped the last couple of years because mm-hmm. of 10 teams in that district. Harlan's moving up next year. That's going to make it 11. So there's going to wow. be a split or a couple of those may go over to Northeast. So there's going to be some opportunities to – to uh to to open up the schedule and that's really where the only way we're going to be able to get better and by we I mean San Antonio is yeah. you can't just play the Corpus Christi teams outside of Cal or the Laredo teams or the Valley teams great they do great in different sports but football is not one of them outside of Cal Allen and and that's really where hopefully in 2020 we're going to start seeing some better scheduling non-district where We'll see some of those those teams because Westlake and Lake Travis they schedule the Metroplex, DFW they'll schedule the Permian Basin they'll schedule within each other and that's really the key to 
to look out for and those storylines about what to look for in the playoffs, it's actually pretty simple as I as I mentioned. It's not as complicated as, as it seems. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, uh what did the coach say when you asked? You didn't mention well, him by name, so well, I, I won't don't mention I don't want to mention the names partly no. because coaches cannot make contracts with out of district teams until after yeah. realignment, which takes place right around February first. But there are some teams that are on that some schools and teams that were talked about that could potentially happen. If you look at the 16 realignment, which was 16 and 17, we saw Judson and Steele both play home and homes with Lake Travis. Judson beat them twice. One time they went up there, came from behind right. and beat them, and the other yeah. time they put 65 points on them. The Steele games were both competitive within a field goal of each other. The game that was here and down here in San Antonio went to double extra possessions. Those games really help you out because Steele was much better prepared for district, as was Judson. And what you really see is, again, you're not necessarily trying to win these non-district games. I mean, it'd be great to go 16-0, and but we see stories every year of a team that goes 10-0 and in district, but or 10-0 in the regular season, they lose the first round of the playoffs. So right. that's really where trying to build up the schedules where – some of the Metroplex teams have been mentioned. We're going to have a, one of the bigger matchups that's not getting any coverage around the areas. Casterville, Medina Valley is playing. They, they host the defending state champion, Waco La Vega. Wow. That was kind of an accidental scheduling where Medina Valley got dropped by somebody. And uh, uh, Eric Sosa, who was the coach at the time, he's now gone back to Beeville Jones. He was looking for an opponent. The only team that was available was Waco La Vega. They went up to Waco, lost 39-8 to in a game that wasn't quite as bad as the final score indicated. Okay. And Sosa said, hey, we learned a lot about our team. Well, La Vega went on, won the state championship, beat Liberty Hill in the final. Wow. So they're, they're going to go play down in Casterville, which is one of the few places left that has a grass field. And I love grass fields. I'm yeah. old school. I like to see the, the painting of the uh, the grass fields. It'll be Lee Crisp's first ball game. There's, there's not really any better opponent you can find than a defending state champion right. that has to make the trip all the way down 35 and then down Highway 90. And you never know what can happen. Man, that's exciting. All right, let me ask you one last question. Okay. What makes you so passionate about San Antonio area high school sports? Because, I mean, you know a lot. You're very passionate about it. Why is that? Well, really down here in San Antonio, it's it's always going to be a Spurs town. You, you can never – the Spurs could lose all 80 game, 82 games they play. It's still going to be a Spurs town. Yeah. We know it's Cowboys town, even though the Cowboys haven't been relevant since uh, since you and I were, uh, <laughs> were uh, gracing the covers of Sports Illustrated. But they still love their Cowboys, although – Although we're starting to see local players that are now getting into the NFL and pro sports other right. teams, Rams who are finishing up the preseason in Houston, they've got three players on the roster from San Antonio. That's crazy. Two of them should have a pretty good chance to make the team again. The Rams were just in the Super Bowl last year. Right. Ty Summers, who's a friend of mine, he's still trying to make the team with Green Bay. How's like that going for him? Do you know? He was a seventh-round draft pick. When I talked to him before the draft, he knew he was going to get picked day three, which is rounds four through seven. He sat and waited for five and a half hours before his phone finally rang. Green Bay drafted him, and he's he's leading the team in tackles in the preseason with 25, which you would say is good, but you also have to remember in the preseason you're not playing your starters. You're not right. going right. to play them very long. And being a seventh-round draft pick, you never really know what can happen because you don't have that guarantee like you do if you're a first- or second-round pick. Right. I mean, I try not to read the prognosticators because opinions don't mean anything to me, but it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the, the final 53 because one of the guys he was competing with got injured. And wow. normally you look at an injury and you're like, oh, hey, that's going to help me out because I'm going to move up the depth chart. Well, if the Packers want to 
keep that injured guy. They have to have him on the roster, which means could be one less spot for Summers. And it's it's, okay. it's always kind of tough with with how players end up going because you don't know what teams want exactly. I mean, there's not a there's not a defined system. If you're pick first or second round, you're pretty you're pretty comfortable, but you never know what can happen. But as for liking high school sports down here. San Antonio's really kind of been the underdog. If you mm, look at mm-hmm. DFW has the best high school sports in the nation, which nobody can argue with. It's got the it, it, it's it's just they just have the best. Okay. Houston is pretty strong as well. Austin's been growing. San Antonio's just kind of been I don't want to say run over, but they've kind of fallen behind and I want to try to help mm. tell the stories and be able to get people knowing that hey, San Antonio, we're still here and it's just sometimes it's a little tough because everybody wants to go to Dallas where that's the like the new Ellis Island, so to speak. And it's just yeah. kind of, <laughs> well, well kind of is. It's blowing up. You have six college football conferences that are there. And you just wow. want to try to build up San Antonio. And I think at times if you can get that passion going with the teams and, and winning the state championships, I think that, that would help. I mean, Converse Judson girls basketball just won the first state championship in girls basketball in the area. And it's kind of surprising. You figure – with the Spurs, with the old Silver Stars used to be in the WNBA, that right. that basketball would be very successful here, but it hasn't quite translated over. And most of the state championships, again, are won by the Metroplex. And I like covering the underdog story. And San Antonio's kind of been the underdog, and hopefully right. we'll see the area begin to grow and be able to be able to at least get past Houston and start competing with Dallas for those state championships. Right. So it would, uh, as you continue to try to cover and do a great job with San Antonio High School sports, you're looking for uh, some sponsors along the way. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, the, the way that I tell people is television used to be the holy grail. It used to be even 15 years ago before social media came came into play and, and YouTube and online video. TV was the way to go. You, you, it would be like looking at a, going, to a, going to a car dealership and seeing Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Porsches. Of course, I'll never be able to afford those because, I mean, 87 Volvo does not compete with those. But <laughs> it was the grand place you wanted to be at. But now with how online is built out with YouTube, with how everybody thinks that they can do it, it's kind of diluted the entire industry. And so I've gone into online syndication where – uh, for TV and radio syndication, if you look at court shows, talk shows, and even sports, they'll have a distributor that creates the content that goes out, markets it, they get the sponsors, and then they give it to the TV stations, radio mm. stations, free or pretty cheap. And what they have to do is they have to run the ads that come with it, which may not necessarily apply to that TV market, but right. that's kind of how that's kind of how it works. With, yeah. If you watch Judge Judy, for example, she makes forty-seven million dollars a year, and it's not from ads. It's not from the uh, local television sales. It's from her distributor going out and being able to find sponsors for, and then the local affiliates. Affiliate sales is the word I was looking for. The yeah. affiliates can find their own holes. Now, for me, for online, if you do a search for Texas high school football, three hundred seventy-seven yeah. million hits. Wow. Now, how do you now? Some of those websites are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not. And what I do is I syndicate the programming, the content online, using YouTube as a kind of a storage shed. And I find the sponsors, and I've got a couple on board that are that are with me. I'm a local bank, which I'm very thankful for. IBC, hopefully, I can plug them. Uh, they've done a great job. Yeah. Carlos Martinez, they uh, they've they've come on board. There's a couple yeah. others that have come and gone. It's always good to try to try to keep a few. But the key is being able to let people know that online syndication, I think, is really the way that 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 okay. that product's going to go. Anybody can shoot video off their phone, but a camera phone is not going to replace an over the camera or an over the shoulder camera, just yeah. like a. Uh, 
just it's it's just like a surgeon. Anybody can go out and do surgery, but it does mean you just want to go next door and have your neighbor perform right. heart surgery. Right. It's, yeah. it's, uh, that's kind of the way that it works. And with online syndication, I give that content to all the websites free or pretty cheap because for some of them, it's being able to have the the uh, their traffic, their eyes. They yeah. can't really afford to pay me. And with a company, any of these companies, for example, if there was a company like any of the ones we've, that you've mentioned, you could go out and buy advertising on this side, on this side, on this side, but you don't know which ones are going to work. You don't know which ones are not. Right. And it's safer and better to, to, to advertise in the distributor, such as with uh, what Judge Judy does with big ticket television, I think, is her distributor. been with them since yeah. they started in uh, 96. But by advertising in the distributor, for, for someone like me, yeah. I'm going to be peddling all that content because I want to be in as many places as I can. It's, it's like if, you're, if you have a product, let's say let, – let, let's take peanut butter, for example, since yeah. we're talking about it. And we've just got about a minute or yeah. so. You want to get that product in as yeah. many store shelves as you can, whether it's the big stores, the small stores. And then eventually you learn which stores are, are better at selling your peanut butter than others, and you, right. you adjust. And so that's really what I'm trying to find out. Uh, Buckeye Sooner 82 is my YouTube page. Uh, Buckeye Sooner 82. GSherman82.com is my email address. And the other good thing that I do is, since I know most of the athletic directors and the coaches around the area, send them my content and let them do the social media work. Because social media everybody thinks is the greatest thing in the world, but you can sometimes be addicted to it. It's, it's right. like drinking soda. You can Soda is good in moderation, but you don't want to overdrink it or else it causes problems. And so that's really kind of uh, what I do. And it's just about the kids, about the athletes, and just trying to grow the area. Yeah, well, man, I really appreciate that. I appreciate your passion for San Antonio area high school sports, and I'm looking forward to seeing what you do. And I do, um, the reason I got to run, we got to shut this down, is because I got 640 jars of peanut butter from Brandeis High School sitting in my 2012 Honda Pilot that I'm going to take down a snack pack for kids right after that, right after this, and then I'm going to run out to Johnson and uh, pick up some more peanut butter and then be out at the Clark Churchill Peanut Butter Bowl 5. I'll be out at the uh, Reagan game tomorrow, Reagan. Okay, Reagan-Brennan. Against Brennan, that's over at Ferris. That's it the is. fourth straight year they met in. I, I guess if this thing continues to grow, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to start the uh, the uh, saltine cracker bowl because if you have if you got peanut butter, I mean you're gonna need <laughs> you need bread, you need the uh, the 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 snack crackers. I mean you're gonna have to uh, you're, you're gonna have to eventually start bran- you're gonna have to eventually start branching out. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see about that. That's Greg Sherman. Really appreciate it. And again, I mean, amazing what you did with Skippy uh, to get 240 jars out of Minnesota and just you know having that initiative is really great. And the uh, the way you cover high school sports is really cool so i i hope that you know, just starts to even take off you know really take off so uh yeah thanks a lot greg all right facebook live that's it you heard me i gotta run i don't know where you're running to getting ready for the next thing you got to cover but uh, i hope you have a great day and if you're coming out to one of the games or even if you're not you can just go donate like one jar go to peanutbutterbowl.com it's got the link to snack pack for kids san antonio you also, it has a, a link for SOS New Braunfels Food Bank. They don't have online giving that uh, that I see, but you can send them a check or whatever. Uh, just even one jar. I mean, it does make a difference. I know you're sitting there thinking it doesn't, but it does. And we're grateful for Skippy and for people like Jif and HEB that have come on board. But 
really the heart of this thing comes from you, the community, getting on board and being passionate about feeding hungry children in and around San Antonio and ending weekend hunger, um, just wrecking it. And in New Braunfels, those hungry people out there, it's also hungry children that get this food from SOS. So whatever uh, whatever you're doing with it, I just pray that you're very bold. And uh, this guy was very bold to reach out to Skippy. So maybe something's going to be put on your heart and you're just going to go for it. Ernesto, the Eagle, Ernesto, Adrian Gonzalez, Yirandi, thank you so much again. Um, I forgot to show your peanut butter. Uh, yesterday when we went to Spanish radio, the Eagle signed autograph and I can give this to kids, but I should auction this off to our fans because you're really uh, the guy who's making it happen back there. And again, thank you for getting us on Spanish, uh, Spanish radio, uh, while Facebook live. And I, I really, really appreciate all that you do. So, all right. Appreciate you guys too. God bless you. Hope to see you out at the peanut butter bowl number five tonight. And, uh, I should be in new brothels, but we'll have volunteers, uh, on Friday night at Reagan Brennan. Uh, if you need to grab a peanut butter while you're there, that's awesome. Bring uh, water also. Bring water too, yeah. And uh, hopefully a bunch of you are going to be at Johnson Brandeis as well. Each one, bring one. Bring your peanut butter. All right, God bless you. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal. Bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email steve at verybold.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.